Over at the Tabernacle was like one of the first gigs that I saw. If you told that kid that he was gonna be in a studio doing this right now, he'd be like, no way, you know? And I think about that as we're like doing these mini like accomplishments as things go along. The 15 year old me is just losing his mind if like this, hey, this is who you're gonna turn out to be. Welcome to the Peach Jam Podcast from Georgia Public Broadcasting, where we'll introduce you to a sampling of the truly diverse and incredibly talented musicians who call the Peach State home. Each episode will profile a different artist and share songs and stories recorded live in our GPB studios in Midtown Atlanta. I'm your host, Jeremy Powell, and on this episode, we'll talk to a singer-songwriter from North Georgia who will make you think twice about walking past the hotel lounge singer. I'm singer-songwriter Ryan Oyer from Ringgold, Georgia, and I play Britpop and Americana-influenced songwriter music. Full disclosure, yeah. it's taken like six times to say what kind of music you play. <laughs> we have outtakes. You, you could like totally string them too. We right? could, yeah. No, is it difficult really to... Well, you know, the song leads where it goes. Mm -hmm. And so I never really consider when I'm sitting there writing that it's going to fit into a genre. It's, going, it's me going, this song needs this. Mm -hmm. And so the sound kind of changes from song to song, you know. I would say. For a moment I believe in the magic again. Didn't feel as though as a slide of the air. Every hiccup disappears as our lips collide. Your stacy that would feels like to be alive. Possibly and probably outside of the lean. It's been ages since I had myself swimming in the sea. I will be 40 this year. And when did you get into writing music? Uh, writing, I started when I was about 18. Okay. Um, playing music around, I was about 25. Okay. Yeah. So you were a little older, but not really than the majority of people. But it, it sounds like you come Got at it. Got a late start. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a little bit of a late start. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you come at it from like a, a mature viewpoint in the That's sense. That's arguable. You think so? No, I'm just kidding. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it did, with you saying that, well, the song needs what it needs and the, and the song takes you somewhere, mm. that's a... a that's a mature viewpoint in saying that you don't control it. You, you kind of have to it. let go. Yeah? 
Um, and it took me a while to get used to that too. Um, but eventually it got to the point where it was like, I work with my friend Butch that I've worked with for like 10 years. Um, and I would pass kind of acoustic demos to him. He would come back with like all these, he's a multi-instrumentalist. And so you get sometimes all kinds of different instruments. And I'd be like, I don't know about that. But eventually I'd sit there and listen to it and go, no, that's exactly what the song needs. So that's just kind of developed from working with him, I think, a lot was uh, that like being open to whatever you're hearing, whatever idea uh, somebody else brings into it even, um, kind of taking it from there. Well, your melodies are ringing in my ears for days. Perfume on my t-shirt's got a smile on my face. It's like everywhere I go, I hear Sam could sing. Just waiting to bring it on on me. Watching your arms and out of the night. Dancing with the stars and the fireflies. Wanna be yours if you want me to. Darling, I Tell me about Ringgold. Ringgold is a small little town, North Georgia. Uh, Dolly Parton got married there. Um, there's like, they make a big deal of that. There's a giant mural that they just painted. Ringgold's like Mayberry. There's like one town or one main road going through it, right? Um, there's an ice cream shop with Dolly painted on it now. Uh, there's signs that say all that. That's kind of their claim to fame. Um, not much musically. They, they do have like a couple things going on, but like for the most part, if you're in North Georgia, it's like you have to go to Chattanooga to go play or Cleveland. And so that's where you spend a lot of time? Mostly Chattanooga, yeah. That was where I kind of went to open mics and started getting to know musicians around. And in fact, my first record was basically just people I met at open mic and I'd be like, you come do that here? Because we'd be doing it at the end of open mic anyway. And be like, I really like what you did. Will you come record that? And so it kind of became like, I didn't have a band to start. It was just like, wait, you can play drums? Come on. You know. records have you put out? I'm working on number seven. Um, yeah, less than a decade basically. So You're recording these mainly at home, mm. producing them at home? Uh, Butch that I play with, he mixes. Uh, we usually send off for mastering, um, but overall, yeah. And then you're finding because you, you put out vinyl, so you're finding the people to press these records mm -hmm. on vinyl. Yeah. And then selling them yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, this is, it, it sounds insane, but then also awesome. 
it's, you know, there's a lot of freedom to it. It's uh, like the vinyl pressing thing, that, was, that experience, I did my last record, Rise and Shine, on vinyl. I recorded the entire thing during the pandemic on my phone, on my iPhone, with GarageBand, with the little headphone mic that came with my like iPhone 7. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I was sitting there going like, I'm, uh, while I'm working on it going, I'm gonna put this on vinyl. I wonder how that's gonna sound. Because everything's like, you know, digital and whatnot. I found this company up in Canada uh, called Standard Vinyl and family owned business, um, really great people, super awesome to work with. And when I got the test pressing back, I was like, this is exactly how this should sound. Um, and it was cool. Just the experience of dropping a needle and hearing yourself come back is like mind blowing, you know? When you describe all of this, like it, it blows me away that this is, you're just a guy from Ringgold mm-hmm. who has decided that, you know, I like writing songs and I can play and I can sing and I, I've met people who can do this. So, hey, let's record it and let's mm. see what happens. And now you're working on your sixth record. Yeah, seventh. Seventh record. Wow. Sixth original record. We did do a Beatles record that I did with the string quartet, um, which was a lot of fun. And, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I write a lot. I write to process the world around me, basically. And like kind of, they kind of serve as like chapters of my life. Like I, I can, if we sat here and listened to a song, I could be like, tell you everything about where my life was at that point. Because they become like, the best way I can describe it is it's like looking at a photo album, but it's hearing it. What seeds you gonna water? Are you waiting on that rain? What love could come with pleasure? What love could come with pain? Is music your full-time job? No, it's not. Um, There has been points in my life where it was. I work uh, for a flooring company up there, um, and that's full-time. My dad. Gigs are also part of my income. And then the records are like, it's what I do that gets me gigs that like, I just, it's my, pa- that's my passion is the recording and the writing this, the songs, recording them and getting them to be like, this is a moment, this is a thing, this is a record, you know? I think that this is really cool though. So. Northwest Georgia is known for flooring manufacturing. Like mm-hmm. if you need carpet or flooring oh, or something, yeah. it's coming out of Dalton. Right. And which is where I work. You're a part of that economy. Mm-hmm. You're a part of that huge industry up there. Mm-hmm. And which is funny because my dad, that's the reason that we moved here. Yeah. I grew up in Detroit until I was 13. And then we moved to North Georgia, Ringgold. And uh, my dad worked in flooring all my life. And always tried to like get me a job where he was working. I ended up at the competitor, you know? (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's what funds you to be able to, to make this amazing music. Yeah, that's part of it. Um, the other thing I do just for my own self is like, I keep a ledger of how much I'm making on gigs and then that's the money that I'll spend towards this, if everything allows, you know. You got it all inside you Only you can make yourself change If you can, those feelings burned out I know fire that still remains Love where you saw your life going? No. You know, um, we were talking about earlier, like over at the Tabernacle was like one of the first gigs that I saw. If you told that kid that he was gonna be in a studio doing this right now, he'd be like, no, no way, you know? And I think about that as we're like doing these many like accomplishments as things go along. Doing the vinyl, even though like, yes, I had to put money into that, but like the fact that I had that opportunity, I sit there and I think like the 15 year old me is just losing his mind if like this, hey, this is who you're gonna turn out to be, you know? It's kind of cool. Did your mom encourage your music when you were a kid? Or I guess when you were 18, when you kind of started? Yeah, um, they, mom and dad always came to all the gigs up until the point where she kind of couldn't. Mm -hmm. um, my dad still comes to gigs, you know? It's just, he doesn't come to every single one like he used to, but mm -hmm. like, that's totally fine too. I'd get tired of me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were super supportive and very like, they saw it as how cool it was and that um, the people that I got to play with, they became family and my parents treated them like that, you know. It was, it was, it was a cool thing to watch. Even, even watching it from the stage or whatever, or in the crowd with the people, them being there meant a ton, you know. And it also that was like the backbone of, okay, well, if they're behind it, keep going, you know, until somebody's like, no, don't do that. They never did. Somewhere down the road, dear. I only hope you come my way I can show you what I made of
success look like for you getting to do it um that's a big part of it if i'm happy with the sounds that are coming through um the people that i'm getting to play with sometimes salter and i look at each other and we're just like dude this is like a dream uh some of the things that we've done it or I say we done, but it's like we got to do, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you just sit there and go, pinch me, you know. Um, I don't really have an answer other than that. Like, I, either, there's not like a number. There's not a, I'm going to keep doing this um, until I can't, you know. So the level of success is just based on, are you, you know, are you happy with what you're doing? Are you happy with the art you're making? That's the biggest thing. Um, is that kind of like switching you on, basically, you know? If that's happening, and even if people don't get it, but more than likely, if you're getting it, somebody else is gonna get it too, is what I figured out. So if, if you look you up on, online, you don't have a ton of YouTube uh, content or a ton of YouTube watches, videos, likes, mm. and, and there's not a ton of listeners on Spotify. It's just, it's some. Mm. But you get to be prolific in your art because it's enough. Mm -hmm. And so it's enough for you. Right. Which is a good point. I think that's absolutely fascinating and it's amazing that you are settled in in your station mm. and you're you're not desiring to be you know the next Taylor Swift. Oh no. Or, I don't you know the thing there's been so many people that come up to me and they're like why didn't you go on the voice? Why didn't you go on American Idol? Why don't you like I would have to take down all my songs. And that's that's history of mine. Mm -hmm. being taken down um and the other like in other situations like i don't i don't know that i'd want to be famous per se like it's weird enough being kind of famous in a small town um because you kind of can't go anywhere without somebody recognizing you mm -hmm. but i can also go disappear like Nobody knows me in Ringgold, mm -hmm. you know, um, aside from like people I went to high school with um, that are still around. Uh, but yeah, it's, 
I don't, I don't know that I'm the right kind of person for that, but I do enjoy that I get to like do this and on whatever stage and level it goes to, every time I've usually been like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that's, that's the moment, you know, is where I'm going, I get to do this. I'm still doing this, you know? And until I'm like, nah, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. Just ride the wave. Yeah. And it's funny because there's so many times as an artist, you have this like voice that kind of goes like, who are you to be able to do this? Who do you think you are? The imposter syndrome thing comes in. And it's like, you kind of have to fight yourself through that. Um, and in some cases, other people's voices going, maybe you shouldn't do that. But then all of a sudden these little things happen that you go, no, this is exactly why I'm here. And it keeps coming. It's, Butch says it's the, uh, the wheel of cheese that keeps you on the, or the, the, the piece of cheese that keeps you on the wheel. That you're facing, and 
some of the places that if somebody's in Northwest Georgia and want to find you, where would they find you? Because you don't really tour. No. Yeah. I stick around there. Um, usually lately uh, I play kind of, there's like a trio of hotels that there's one guy that books me for. So that's like my guaranteed extra money essentially. Um, so that's like the Westin Hotel Indigo Marriott. Um, usually once a month or so I'll be playing there, maybe twice. Uh, my goal has been to kind of do one to two bigger events because I also have young kids mm -hmm. and um, I, wanna, I want to be part of their life. I won't book when I have them and whatnot. And so it's like... Uh, they be, the focus goes on them when they're with me. Mm -hmm. um, and they've got baseball. They've got things. It's this, like, I still get to do it, but, like, they're the focus now. Mm -hmm. I, I don't matter anymore, you know. This is about them now. But what's crazy is, like, they've become part of kind of the music in a way, too, because, like, when I made that record that I was talking about that ended up on vinyl, part of the thing that's photo album really cool for me, my, at the time, nine-year-old played drums on two of the songs, um, and my one-year-old was, like, learning to talk, and so there's little bits of, like, his first phrases, mm -hmm. like, where I just went, I'm going to sneak that in there, like, just catching him as he was going, and... That was really, really cool for me. So, like, they become the focus on everything. Um, I still do enjoy, like, we just played Songbirds, uh, the guitar museum up there. Mm -hmm. And it was me and the string quartet, and we did Radiohead's music for two nights. And that was really cool. So it's kind of like, you kind of have to come to me at this point. Like, you have to catch me, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I don't know that I'll, like... I'm sure at some point when they're older, I'd try to go tour, but also I'm going to be older by then. So, you know, we'll see. I'm fascinated by it too, because you have a ton of talent. And, and we heard that here. Thank you. And you're the guy that's singing at the Hotel Indigo in, in Chattanooga. You're, like, right. you're, you're the guy at, at the Westin. Like, 
it's something that is is forgettable for a lot of people. It it's people will just walk past it and not recognize that there's somebody with a ton of talent mm. playing in that room, and it's worth your time to to stop and listen. Yeah. You know, and, and I appreciate it when people do. That's the biggest thing. And I do have people that will kind of follow me around from Chattanooga. But then there's also events that happen where you can see several of us. The whole scene up there, there's so many people that are super talented. And that we also all kind of collaborate and work with each other and come up with these ideas for shows that we're like, let's do something that everybody can come watch, you know. When we did the, the Radiohead shows, it was like, I looked out to two nights that were basically sold out and it was really cool, you know. And then I, last week I played at Hotel Indigo for, you know, 10, 15 people. I still do, I still do the same thing regardless. Mm -hmm. Of course there's more energy when like you have a full room or whatever, but I'm still gonna sing and play just like I would. And it's not uncommon for people to work in Chattanooga and live in Ringgold. Oh no! Well, I, so you know, you're one of those. You're you're you're. My my house is literally three miles from the Tennessee border, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. I love that. Mm -hmm. What do you hope for your kids? Not to be musician. No, I'm just. Um, I just hope that like. that they choose what they want to do um, and that they go at it kind of as hard as I have, you know? And like, but the thing is like, I hope they, well, okay, let me rephrase this. I hope they find what they love as much as I love music and go with that. Um, and that people love them as much as I've gotten love from people. Thanks for listening to the Peach Jam Podcast. Find Ryan Oyer's complete musical performances on the GPB YouTube page. Next time, I'll be joined in studio by an artist with music that doesn't necessarily fit into one category. You know, I always kind of say alternative R&B, just like it leans a little more on the B than the R. Wiley from Atlanta joins me on the next episode of the Peach Jam Podcast. The Peach Jam Podcast is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Jeremy Powell. Sandy Malcolm is our executive producer. Sound engineering and recording was provided by Sounds Good. Follow us on Instagram at Peach Jam Podcast and look for Peach Jam on TV wherever you watch Georgia Public Broadcasting. In the meantime, please find and support live local music and independent record stores in your area.